Hello, everyone, and welcome into the Go 24-7 podcast. Bryce Kuhn alongside Sonny Ship. If you're listening on Spotify, Apple, wherever you get that, we appreciate you. If you're watching on YouTube, make sure to like the video and hit that subscribe button. Recruiting heavy today, and Sonny, there's a big reason why. It's a big weekend for, for LSU to be hosting not only some 2024 kids, some commits, some guys they want to flip. Before we get into some of the names, there's also 2025 guys as well. How big of a weekend is this to kind of open up SEC play and kind of have a large portion of your commitment base and some other guys as well on hand to see what is a traditional rival in Arkansas and just experience that atmosphere? Yeah, I mean, the Grambling State game, it was it, uh, kind of built off of we haven't been in here for a while, so let's create some excitement just being back at for football, Tiger Stadium and whatnot. But this will actually – I think this will actually give uh, – you know, to give the recruits kind of a gauge on on how strong this LSU team is, but it also give it will also create just a, just a good environment. You know, to create that environment that for it's an SEC game, it'd be half of it will be a night game in Tiger Stadium, so that'll kind of create a little bit of a, you know a little bit of mystique right there on its own. But um, you know, and then anytime that you can get a five star who's uncommitted on your campus for an official visit, that in itself makes it a big one. Yeah, yeah. No, I mean, look, you talk about some of the names that, that litter this list. We'll start with that 2024. we got a great thread over on the board that you should check out, and obviously you can see as well a lot of the commits that are going to be there, but obviously a name that a lot of people are keeping an eye on, uh, it, it's Terry Bussey. And, and look, it's felt like it's been A&M, a, a large lean there in the crystal ball predictions. When What does it say about them to get him on campus uh, before he makes this decision? I believe uh, it's what, towards the end of September that he's making this decision? Uh, the 28th. Yeah. The 28th is when he's revealing his choice. And, you know, you, you, you get him on campus. You're the last you're the last uh, you, you're getting the last official visit before he does make that announcement. And so that, you know, th that that kind of makes you feel like, OK, at least going into this weekend, you know, you have a legitimate chance here because I think with you know, I think with Terry Bussey, these kids, they play on Friday nights. Last thing they want to do is wake up on Saturday, go and travel and go to a place that, OK, I know I don't want to go here, you know. So mm. these these guys have a lot more on their plates and a lot more to do than, than just to take these meaningless trips. And so I and I definitely don't think that this would that this classifies as a meaning, meaningless trip. That's one of that. You know, he's just going just to take a visit, just to have fun and just to get out there. I think he has legitimate interest in LSU. Obviously, you've got the reputation of DBU. Uh, you know, LSU, while they have some cornerbacks on board in this class, and they've got some really good cornerbacks, I think they don't really have that, that, that uh, I guess, that stargazer, that one that mm -hmm. just when you see that name, it just resonates that, okay, this dude is an absolute baller. You know, some guys like Derek Stingley, some guys like Kevin Tolliver, uh, Kevin Tolliver in the past. You know, guys that just when you saw that name, you saw that five star and you just, you know, it just created all kind of excitement. And so to get him in this weekend, I'm with you. You know, I, I think that Texas A&M uh, going into the weekend, I think Texas A&M is, is the team to beat. I do think that uh, that that some have kind of, uh, you know, discounted LSU's, uh, LSU's chances here. And I think a lot of that probably has to do with, um, with Texas A&M being mentioned as that, as that school to kind of beat for so long. And then also for the fact that, you know, that LSU has four guys already committed in this class 
who mm-hmm. other, you know, other teams can point to and say, okay, that's a pretty crowded cornerback class already right there. So, you know, th- those are some things that kind of keep an eye on going into the weekend, how LSU overcomes that and whatnot. But, um, you know, if you're if you if you're going to get a guy in and have a chance with him going into this decision, I think that LSU you really couldn't complain about the opportunity that you have. Obviously, they're going to have Kai Bates and Andre Evans on this visit with him, Sonny. Sometimes that can work with you. Sometimes it can kind of work against you. Sometimes, how do you see this playing out? Is LSU hoping that having those other two guys and kind of bending the ear of Terry is going to help? I mean, in your in your long past of covering recruiting how often does this kind of help or hurt i think it could go either way i I really think it could go either way and just depends on the different situations you know i I get i get from an lsu perspective of okay you've got andre evans one of the top players in tennessee kai bates who picked off a couple of passes last week and is off to a big start in his senior season over in and over in florida and so anytime you get a chance to get those guys on campus, you want to take that opportunity, especially considering that, you know, Tennessee's not going to back off Andre Evans. You know, Tennessee's not going to back off Kai Bates either, uh, you know, since that was kind of an LSU-Tennessee battle before he committed to the Tigers. And so you've got to take that opportunity. You've got to get them down here. You've got to get them on campus. You've got to take care of who you have before you can worry about turning off someone that you don't have in my opinion. And so, um, you know, it, it'd be interesting to see how that, how that works itself out, um, you know, down the road. But I, I really think that, you know, that it just kind of just depends on the situation and how it, on how it relates, you know, Terry Bussey could come in this weekend, could really bomb with those two and like, Oh man, you know, we could totally see us start in the secondary, you two on the outside, me in the nickel, you know, and me over the slot. So, you know, there, there's a lot of different ways that could play out. And true, obviously, you don't know the relationships these guys may have already had beforehand before they step on campus um, as well. A little thing I wanted to note and just get your thoughts on it. Uh, Glenn and I were down on the sideline pregame for the Grambling State game and Ahmad Bros, you know, walking around in his custom Miami Dolphins jersey uh, that he's that he's rocking. This kid, he, he's big. Uh, he, I mean, we talk, he, we got him listed 6'3", 250. When you look at the future of Ahmad Bro, not only is kind of it feels like one of the guys that is really trying to head up this 2024 class, but just his future there kind of uh, on this defensive line. Do you see an opportunity for him to slide in if he continues to put on weight? I mean, what, what do you project his future be? Yeah, and I think the, and the last time I saw him during the summer at LSU's camp, you know, I, I thought that he had a good solid frame to where, you know, if he if he wanted to stay at defensive end, then he would probably have to be one of those guys who works to kind of keep himself there. You know, you mm-hmm. look at Savion Jones going into this season, you know, he's put on, I think it was 20 pounds. He's up to 280. I mean, he's right on that edge of, okay, is he going to have to slide inside or not, in my opinion, at least. Yeah. And I think Ahmad Bro, I think he kind of has a similar frame. He's not as tall as Savion Jones, but I think he kind of has a similar frame with his body and that it could kind of take him either way. But I think that he's going to have to, you know, I think once he gets down here and once he gets to LSU, that he may find it that it's going to be hard to stay in that 270 and that 275 range. And just next thing you know, he, you know, he's already up to 290. And so, um, you know, that that's, that's when it's going to be interesting. But if you also look at it, 
I think that when you look at the when you look at the at, at the LSU roster, especially when you look at the 2023 signees, there's a couple of guys in there who classify as Jack linebackers who could possibly play that defensive end spot opposite of the Jack. You know, Dylan Carpenter's a guy who comes to mind. Is he a guy who's 265, 270 in a couple of years? Um, you know, Jackson Howard, he's been in that mode to where he's kind of had to mm. To I don't want to say fight, but he's had to work to keep his body to where he feels like he could be that explosive, uh, you know, Jack linebacker, as opposed to uh, maybe growing into a defensive end or someone who could potentially, you know, be an inside guy three years down the road. And so you never really know how those bodies are going to take off. But I, I, when I look at Ahmad Broke, I don't see a guy that if he does grow into a defensive tackle, that it's going to be just all of this weight that he puts on all of a sudden. Because I think he's pretty solid, and I think he carries his weight pretty well right now. Yeah, I mean, you mentioned the frame. I mean, Glenn was even saying, he said, if he puts on, you know, and, and he starts to get into LSU's nutrition program and the weightlifting program, I mean, you could really see a guy that could be very versatile along that defensive front. That's a question we've had on our board. You know, hey, what does the future of this defensive line look like? Bro could be an interchangeable piece along that front seven. And Gabe uh, Sonny, Relford, you know, I think, yes. I think those two are kind of, you know, those two are kind of in the same mode, I think. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Gabe Relaford, another one. I mean, you talk about versatile pieces, especially the way that defensive lines want to play, have interchangeable spots. Those two guys obviously come to mind. Uh, we take a look at this 2025 visit list. I know that you touched on some of the running backs, and that's something that a lot of LSU fans are paying attention to because it's in home. It's it's in the state of this loaded running back class that's coming out of Louisiana. But a chance to get two 24-7 sports composite five-stars on campus, George McIntyre and Caleb Cunningham, out of Mississippi, McIntyre, out of Brentwood Academy there in Tennessee. Sonny, what does it say about the push this staff is trying to do? Obviously, Bryce Underwood takes his visit to Colorado. He's going to Penn State this weekend. I don't want to say they pivoted, but it does it feel like they're kind of trying to keep their options open with uh, the emergence of Colorado in this race for Bryce Underwood? George McIntyre is a heck of a quarterback in his own right, though. Yeah, and he's been if you if you go and if you look at the uh, if you if you look at the unofficial visits, he and Bryce Underwood, I believe they've both taken three trips. I believe this would be McIntyre's fourth, and then Underwood is scheduled to come in for the Auburn game on October the fourteenth. And I don't think it's necessarily uh, Joe Sloan trying to pivot because I, I think Joe Sloan, when you had Bryce Underwood, when you have George McIntyre, the strong interest coming from both the multiple unofficial visits, the multiple nights that they've spent, you know, on your campus, in your backyard, points to the serious and strong interest right there. Now, obviously, mm -hmm. in a perfect world, you'd love for Joe Sloan to have to say, okay, do I want Bryce Underwood or do I want George McIntyre? But unfortunately, recruiting doesn't always work out like that. And I, I think when you look at Bryce Underwood and you look at George McIntyre, I think you look at that as a situation where, man, you know, you're fortunate if you can just get either one of those. 
Yeah. Um, you know, I, I, like I said, obviously in a perfect world, you know, you can go through and you can rank them one, two. And I'm sure that if you had 10 college coaches rank them one, two, they probably have three, four, maybe five different combinations in there of, of differences, difference of opinions. And so, I think this is just a case of, uh, you know, Joe Sloan doing what Joe Sloan has really been effective at since he's been at LSU, getting these quarterbacks on campus. You know, they've seen just about they, they've seen just about everything that there is to see uh, minus Underwood, who I don't I, I'm, I'm not sure if Underwood has been to an LSU game yet. I've got to go back and look at my notes on that. But I'm pretty sure McIntyre was in town last year for the uh, either for Alabama game or one of the games right around that time. Mm. And so this just gives you an opportunity where you can really show that game day side of things. And you don't have to worry about having to, you know, constantly the head coach having to constantly be by their side the whole time because they've been here so many times. And so it allows Brian Kelly to still be able to put that emphasis and that focus on the game day preparations that, uh, you know, that, that can take a lot from away from, you know, some of these uh, entertaining recruits on these visits and stuff. So, um, you know, with, with, with McIntyre, and then if, when you're able to get Caleb Cunningham on campus too, you know, the same time with McIntyre, these are two guys who, you know, we saw it with Colin Hurley. You know, Colin Hurley would talk about how he, when he was on campus with other receivers and stuff that LSU was recruiting. And so, you know, whether McIntyre and Cunningham have a relationship or not, I'm sure their paths are going to cross a lot over the next year once, you know, the camps and the combines and the camp circuit and everything hooks up really. And so – Having them come in on a weekend like this, you know, you may really be able to blow Cunningham away. That can help you if if something didn't go exactly the way that you wanted with McIntyre and whatnot. So it's, uh, you know, I think anytime you can get that kind of connection in that class with guys who are don't already, you know, who may not be already good friends and you're able to help bridge that while they're on your campus, you know, that, that's something that I think you could just kind of just point to that when you try to connect all of those dots throughout the recruiting process. You mentioned Caleb Cunningham. Obviously, uh, the challenge is going to be pulling him out of Mississippi. Alabama's been really in on him. Auburn, Florida, Florida State, Georgia, you know, the big big name programs. And that's going to be something, obviously, you know, Ole Miss and Mississippi State are going to want to have a say in as well with Cunningham. Uh, I got the chance to talk to Cunningham earlier when he got his offer. And, you know, he obviously understands what it means to be a wide receiver at LSU, had talked about some of the names that he had even brought in. And he mentioned uh, one of the key things that he mentioned in his interview was the fact that the staff was already kind of showing him how they were developing the Shelton Sampsons and, you know, uh, the, the younger guys that are already there that maybe not getting on the field right now, but what does that look like in year one for them, which I think is a key piece of the recruiting process. If you're not going to play necessarily, how am I going to be developed? That's what all these kids want to know and, and what's going to be best for me. So I don't, you know, have to pick up the phone and, and, and someone else comes calling after that freshman season. I wanted to ask you this as we kind of go back to this 2024 class. You mentioned Relaford, you know, along that defensive front. Uh, Jordan Gidry's another guy out of Ruston, teammates with Ahmad Bro, that's uh, currently committed to Lane. But then LSU hands out an offer to Elias Williams out of uh, Florida, the three star Missouri commit. It's starting to feel like they want maybe one more, Sonny. Is that correct on that edge that they really want to solidify? How would you look at this between maybe these three names and are there some other names that LSU is trying to have to kind of round out that 2024 class? Well, I look at Elias Williams and, and you know, we're, we were talking about Ahmad Bro a few minutes ago, a kid, you know, in the 250 to 255 range. Elias Williams, I believe he's listed 265 or 270, if 270, I'm not mistaken. Yeah. 
Yeah. So, you know, this is a guy I think you look at. <coughs> Excuse me. This is a guy I think you look at and you say, okay, where is he down the road? I think he's probably going to be on the interior down the road unless he gets in a system that, you know, you've got some three fours to where, you know, they want those big, tall defensive ends that are more like tackles. But if he's at LSU, I could see him as a guy growing into the interior. And I think this is more a case of, okay, we missed out on Dominic McKinley. We still have some guys that we're after, but, you know, we need more than one. And I think that's kind of what this points to right here, right there is that, you know, we would love to have, we, we want Gabe Relaford. We would love to have Gabe Relaford. We really want to flip him, but you know, we really need one more too. Yeah. yeah I think when you look at Jordan Gidry, obviously committed to Tulane, Elias Williams, you mentioned six foot four, two seventy. obviously feels like he could slide to the inside. Uh, Relaford there. Let's talk about him as we kind of round this out. Relaford obviously currently committed to AM. He committed back in June. Where do you think LSU sits in this? Is this something the staff is still working hard to try to flip? And uh, I don't know. I mean, what are the chances? I mean, how, what are the chances that Relaford says, hey, you know, I want to stay home? What goes into that pitch? Yeah, I mean, you know, you, 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 the first, the first thing was getting him on campus. You got him on mm-hmm. campus for the Grambling game. And so now you got to look at getting him back on campus again. Obviously, Texas A&M, they want to keep, uh, you know, I have not seen anything or any indications that Texas A&M would like to part ways with Relaford. Mm-hmm. And so you know that they're going to be doing the same thing, uh, especially when you got it, you know, you got a big game up in College Station this weekend with Auburn coming to town. <laughs> And so it'd be interesting to see if Relaford does show up in College Station. Um, as of right now, I don't have him uh, down for being in Baton Rouge this weekend. Uh, but I do know that after the Grambling game, that they were already in talks of of, of, of coming back down, of wanting to see, a, you know, the quote unquote, the bigger game, the SEC game at night and things like that. And so, um, you know, you just have to keep plugging away on Relaford. Obviously, the you know, you still got the D-line coaching situation. It is what it is. Don't expect any clarity on that in the next, uh, you know, in the next few weeks or anything. And so LSU's just going to have to keep plugging away at that, you know, keep plugging away to where you get him on campus again. Hopefully you can get him on campus again. And you just got to keep getting him on campus enough to where it starts to feel like more home than College Station does. Because I think at the end of the day that that's going to be a big thing with uh, with Relaford, who, you know, comes from a tight-knit family and things like that. So I, I think that'll be big for him. Yeah, getting him on campus for potentially an Auburn game. Uh, obviously, you look at that schedule, Florida game. You know, after Florida beats Tennessee, that might carry a little bit more weight. Obviously, with the traditional Texas rivalry A&M. as well, A <laughs> and M at the end of the season. I mean, it's a uh, it's kind of interesting, Sonny. The staff is going to get to look at this and say, we've barely been home the first two months of the season. We get to stack all of our visits. Does that play into anything when staffs look at visits? I mean, the way LSU schedules set up, they're going to be on the road for a while uh, until they get to kind of mid October, and then it's at Alabama and everything else is at home. Yeah. And, you know, also, I mean, you, you also have to consider, you know, you're, you're sitting there with 24 commitments right now. Don't have a lot of room left. You know, you don't have a lot yeah. of room left and a lot of your commitments, a lot of your commitments are from inside the state too. Um, you know, you go through and you look at the out of state guys, Shalani Watkins, he took his uh, he took his official visit to LSU during the summer. Um, you know, he may come he may be in this weekend, but but they'll get him back on campus for, you know, for at least one more unofficial, if not more throughout the season. 
Um, you know, you go through Ethan Callaway, the big uh, four-star offensive tackle out of North Carolina. He already took his official visit. Um, Andre Evans took his official. Kai Bates took his official. So they got a lot, a lot of those, uh, you know, a lot of the official visits that they, you know, that you consider as, okay, they really need to get in. They've already mm-hmm. gotten in. And that played yeah. in a part in landing those commitments. Now, you know, you look at the guys like Tradez Green, Joel Rogers, a lot of these in-state guys, Deshaun McBride, to where they can just drive over to campus, you know, anytime, get on over and stuff. But you'll still, you know, and then you want to hold that official for obviously in December once coaches, you know, when coaches start getting out on the road, they're like, okay, let's see who can we flip. We really need this. Let's go see if we can talk to this guy and stuff. And then you have that official that you can say, okay, this is the whole, you know, this is Louisiana class. All you guys are here from the boot, you know, and and just have that big camaraderie weekend. And I imagine that would be in December, closer to the early signing period. You also start to learn more about, you know, your roster attrition through the transfer portal, guys that might want to end up leaving, guys that may even make their announcement that they're trying to go pro. Uh, you learn a lot more, and I'm sure that LSU is going to be learning a lot in the month of December about what their roster is going to be looking like going forward. Uh, as well but no look recruiting in full effect a big home game this weekend against Arkansas we got the visit list over go 24 7 Sonny do we have a deal right now that we need to push people to over at the site no just come spend some time with Bryce Coon <laughs> yeah we will yeah we, we should have something like that you know <laughs> come welcome Bri- yeah come, come help welcome Bryce to Louisiana <laughs> there we go there we go Sunny ship Bryce Coon talking a little LSU recruiting today uh, a big weekend like we talked about some big time visitors make sure to stay tuned to the site get that subscription in so you can hear all the latest news and notes of uh, what happened this past weekend and what some of the thoughts of those recruits were we'll catch you next time here on the go 24 7 podcast thanks so much for tuning in whether it's Apple Spotify or YouTube we appreciate the support numbers continuing to climb here during the middle of football season and we can't wait to keep bringing more content we'll catch you next time here on the go 24 7 podcast